Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Night Court. I am Rob Fisher. He is Brevin Knight. Hello, BK. What's up, Roberto? Oh, I'm just um, ready for another big show. Another big show. The Grizzlies have played a lot of games since we last <laughs> did a show. Seems like we need all-star break as much as the players need all-star break. <laughs> Brevin, I had I had a clogged ear issue this week. Yes, right? I know. <laughs> hate to hate to disclose that, but so it's it, it was bothering me really bad for a few days, and the schedule and the travel, the back and forth. My daughter says, "When do you leave again?" I said, "Tomorrow," and she said, "Do I need to text Taylor Jenkins myself?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's been nuts, and it was the first time that I thought I could really use the All Star break. Yeah, I'm we, ready. No nights off, baby. No nights off. No. We, 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 there is no soreness for us. No, no earache. No, no nothing. This is however you're feeling. Get out there, and suck it up. I had, I had the, uh, the, the congestive game where, I think, I think probably people could hear that I was congested. I was trying my hardest for them not to hear it, but when you can't breathe through your nose, <laughs> it makes it makes it hard for you to talk correctly. Well, it was bad with my ears because I was like, am I screaming all the time? I can't tell. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in to the program. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I uh, am at the Fish Nation, uh, at Brevin Knight 22, and the show at Night Court 22. We thank you for joining us uh, here on the show as we uh, visit each and every week. And um, All right, so Brevin, a couple of weeks ago, you got my hopes up. You admitted such. <laughs> I got both our hopes up. I have... <laughs> <coughs> in this short period of time, I have come to grips. There's no hiding it. I've come to grips with the fact of it's about next year, period. 100%. And, and, and that this year is, I, I don't want to use the T word because this obviously wasn't intentional. <laughs> no, no word we're going to use the E. This is called an evaluation period. An evaluation period. Okay. So I've come to grips with that. You know why it's hard? Because we, we've, we've been out of this mode for some years now. Yeah. There was a time where this was, for a couple of seasons, where it was like we knew this is where we well, were. Well, and there was such a high expectation, yes. too, coming yes. into the season. Uh, even after, even knowing job was going to miss the first 25. Yep. I mean, there was still a high expectation for this team. Um, I think even when he went down with season-ending shoulder surgery, there was still a feeling like, Okay, well these guys are these guys are start they're they're still playing well enough. Yeah, I mean, remember how good Desmond Bain was? Yes. <laughs> Let me yeah, go back into the mental rolodex. <laughs> so, so I've come to grips with the fact that uh, it, it's over. This this season is is over, and uh, so my question to you would be: All right, so what what excites me about the rest of the way? The, why, the, why, why, why should I come to the gym excited to see this team play? Well, I think the excitement is that, number one, you know that they're going to play hard every night. Mm -hmm. No matter what, who the guys are that are out there playing, they're going to give that effort. Um, and, and so that's, that is something to be excited for. I think the, the other big excitement at this point is the continued growth of Gigi Jackson, Vince Williams Jr. Uh, see the amount of games that Jaron plays in a different role. Of, of being a leader, a go-to player, uh, see how he continues uh, to adapt to, to that new role. Uh, I think it, it, it is with, with Trey Jemison being a new guy here and, and seeing how he continues to evolve. And that, that's what I said, 
it's all about evaluation at this point and, and seeing how well guys react to different situations uh, in the league and then try to project out how they can help the core guys that this team has. Because other than that, I mean, it's just a waiting game to see what they do in the summer, whether it's draft, whether it's a big trade, whatever those those scenarios are. But, but at this moment, it's just a, a matter of enjoying some young guys that go out and play hard and hopefully things all come together that they get themselves chances to win in fourth quarter. And the hope is we were talking about it on the post-game show after you left. We have good conversations after you leave. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing the show down. I try to tell them that. I try to, I try to get that across to the, to, to the higher-ups. I think that uh, you, you guys are just you guys are wasting. I'm, I'm, I'm messing up the show. Yeah. You guys are just letting yeah. me go home. Yeah, maybe you should just get to go home early. <laughs> um, we, we, were, we were having the talk of, you know, and, and the hope is still you're going you're gonna to get some games with Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard and Marcus Smarts and Jaron Jackson all playing at the same time. So, you know, you, I, I, don't, I don't envision those guys being shut down the rest of the season. I envision they want to play and you want to get them some minutes. Yeah, I think the, the, those guys will And we're still stuck play. in our position. It's not like you're going to go anywhere. <clears throat> no, that's what I'm saying. The thing is, yes, you, but we already know what those guys do. So if you say, you say like, what are you looking forward to? I already know what Jaron's going to do. When, when he's playing with yeah, Dez and Marcus I'd like Smart. to watch Dez Bain play. Oh, there's, there's no doubt about it that you, you're going to enjoy continuing to watch them play when they play. But, mm-hmm. but what are you, you – you know what he brings to the table. What I'm saying is this – this has become an evaluation season. Yeah. I'm not evaluating Desmond Bain. We already we seen him those twenty five games when John Morant was out, that he was a go to player. We saw him be able to score the way that he scored. We saw him take on a leadership role that he took on. We saw him be able to be there in clutch situations, be able to handle the ball a little bit more and, and pick and roll situations and make plays for himself. We saw the mid range jump shot. We saw him finishing at the rim. I know what to expect from Desmond Bain. Mm-hmm. The only other thing that would, would the, the exciting part about those guys is if they're doing it in a winning scenario, in a situation where they're going to be able to do it in the playoffs. Well, they're not going to be able to do it there. So to, to see them play, yes, I, I, I've always enjoyed and I always love watching them play. But this is a, this is a lost season because of the injuries. And so the, the focus shifts to, well, how can these other guys that we have here help for next year? Now, will Desmond and Marcus and those guys, yeah, we, I would love to see them come back and play and however much they're going to play. But it's irrelevant for them playing in games that are meaningless in but, terms of what I, what I am going to be excited about seeing them do. One, one, one thing that could make it more meaningful has to do with someone else, though. To, to see with those guys playing how Vince Williams plays with them. Or we, we how Gigi how Jackson plays now, with them. Gigi is one. We already saw what Vince will look like. Yeah, we've with seen them. Vince with everybody. Vince, Vince with those guys, will he be? Is he, will he be an option that you can go to to handle the ball and pick and rolls? Yes, but that's not going to be his main role. He's not going to have mm-hmm. the ball in that situation. He's going to be a guy that's going to be continue to be a standstill three point shooter. Continue to be a defensive, a, a guy on the defensive end that changes the game, that can get out in the break and create some things so that we have uh, we have more guys who can put the ball on the floor and attack. 
Like that that will be what he's not gonna do. His usage is not gonna be as high when they're back. Mm-hmm. I already know. Now what will be interesting to see is what how does Gigi Jackson fit in with playing alongside those guys? That that's something that will be interesting to see. Can he will he what does that what does his role look like with those guys on the floor? That that is something that's intriguing, but he he's the only one of the group that you said. We've seen with with Gilliard being out there now. Scotty Pippen Jr., what will the games look like when it gets down to the point of when they're coming back? How many games can he play? What will he look like playing with them? Because I, I can see him, as you project further out, as, as maybe being this team's backup point guard. And so he'll play major minutes with those guys. Um, but outside of that, it's, I mean, it, 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 it'll, it, like I said, how much they play, I mean, that'll, that'll be, uh, up to what what our science team and what the what the, the the front office thinks they should play. They're all competitors, so they're gonna want to play. Um, and it's 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 just it's hard to get yourself up when you're those players and you're playing in games that mean nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, my concern with this team the last two years were the question marks from 7 to 11 mm-hmm. on your roster. Uh, I, I think we've seen with moves that were made at the deadline, and I think we've seen by their play again this year that that was a concern, trying to find who fits those roles. We've talked about it a lot. Vince Williams has... He, he has solidified himself as a guy who has a, a spot in that rotation. Yes. Um, where is Gigi? Gigi just signed a new contract today. I mean, it, do you think going into next year, he's still project? Because he's so young. Yes. Yeah. Or, or are you saying he can be in my rotation next year? Well, I think it all depends on what else they do throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely sure. believe he. I sure. definitely believe if you say you're you're top ten, this is a team that has no problem with playing nine, ten guys in the game. Mm-hmm. He's definitely in that rotation with with his size and his abilities. He's going to get stronger over the summer. He'll he'll learn and grow some more. The one thing that he always talks about is wanting to continue to be a sponge. Mm-hmm. And how does he get better? Um, and a lot of that will also go to when you talked about when Desmond does come back, when M- Marcus Smart does come back. And then Jaron's on the floor, and he plays the end of this year with those guys. How does he continue to, to be an aggressive player within that? But there'll be a lot of times probably when he's on the floor and a couple of them aren't on the floor. And so he'll still have a chance to play as we've seen him play to this point. And so uh, I think he's he's squarely definitely uh, a guy that can be in that, that top 9, 10 rotation where exactly that fits and what type jump he makes over the summer still stands to be seen but it, we he has he fits a a a need that this team has not been able to fulfill in some years which is he gives you length he gives you athleticism at that wing position that we haven't had sounds like someone i remember with the grizzlies way back by the name of Rudy Gay. Has well, it been since Rudy Gay? Yes. We've been searching for we've been searching for wow. another Rudy Gay since Rudy Gay left. Yeah. At the end of the day. And and Gigi gives you uh the hope. 
that he could fulfill what Rudy was able to do uh, for this team and, and give them what today's NBA looks like. Mm-hmm. So many teams you, you see, they have those long athletic wing players who can put the ball on the floor, who shoot the ball from the perimeter, and on the defensive end can be versatile defensively. Now he'll have to learn on the deep the schemes, where to be, how to be, but at least there's there is a basis to work with with him. There isn't a we got to we are we are coming from ground zero to try to teach him everything. Uh, it, it it it's it's not that, and, and we've been able to see him. I, I like that the games where we've been able to see him even adjust from half to half. The jumper's not rolling. Let me force my way to the basket. He's gotten himself to the free throw line. We've seen finishes above the rim. And I only think that that gets better when he's able to play with someone like a John Morant that will draw defenders to now throw him lobs. I see him coming out of the corner sometimes when John's making moves to the basket, letting it go, and him just finishing in that way. Um, and so I, I, it, there, he is a very, very intriguing player, and I thought it was a, a, a fantastic move by the team to wrap him up at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and to give them the, the longer-term deal that they did give them, I think it's three years guaranteed of the four, so that they have the time to work with them and that he understands and knows uh, that he their intentions are for him to be a part of this going forward. Um, Trey Jemison signs a two-way contract now that that became available. Uh, that's much needed <laughs> because this team doesn't have any size. So they... It, but and I think he's a little bit more of a project than Gigi is. Sure, sure. We get getting him to understand number one how to finish against NBA guy. Like it, it, the Chicago Bulls game was another learning experience for him in terms of being able to play against other guys of size. Yeah, of a big size. A big size, <laughs> and, and, and he may he you may be able to dominate physically at the G League level. Yeah. But when you get to his NBA level, these are these are grown men that's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. What the deep, what his coverages will look like in terms of pick and roll basketball, continue to call him out. Uh, there are there are a lot there's a lot for him to learn in these next games. That's why I said this this is this is all evaluation, and it'll be nice to see them be able to put him in different positions so that he'll have video, he'll have the experience going into the summer of what he needs to continue to work on. Uh, so that he can stay at the NBA. But in terms of his motor, I love his motor. Uh, uh, I love the activity that he brings to the floor. Uh, and so it, it's, uh, he's, he's, an, he's I, tell you, I, I call him an intriguing prospect and project for this team. Yeah. Um, Scotty Pippen Jr., I, like I, I think a good two-way guy. And, and showing you know, if, if he would be your third point guard, um, you know, inactive a lot of nights, but a two-way guy, he he could he could be serviceable. I mean, I I don't I don't see why he he, he couldn't at some point even jump higher, depending on sure. what you're what you're able to, what they look for, uh, and what they're able to get. As you said, this in this summer and moving forward, uh, I think we've seen, uh, I, we saw a defensive tenacity from him in the Chicago Bulls game where. He just harassed Kobe White the entire night. It didn't allow him to ever feel comfortable. And then on the offensive end, I thought when there was no hesitation on the jump shot, knocked down big shots, got to the basket when he had to, was able to create and make plays. And, and again, there's still a learning curve for how to continue to be a point guard because he was a scorer all his life. And they're not going to need for him to 
be a scorer for the most part when he plays the games, but don't lose that edge that he has. But uh, he's another guy with upside that that um, I think they'll be able to evaluate, watch as this season goes along, but also continue to mold him into what they what they would like to have in that backup point guard or a third point guard role. Uh, Xavier Tillman is gone. Um, I think Xavier Tillman is a guy who, whenever he comes back to FedEx Forum, will get a nice ovation. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> he was a good Grizzly. Most definitely. I, 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 he, was, he was great for this team. And the thing about him is <clears throat> he's one of those guys that needs to be in a winning situation because the, the plays and things that he does will help you win games. When, he, when you're in a position of a team that's losing, there's too many things that you can try to point out as deficiencies. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens on losing teams. Losing teams, is, it's a lot easier for you to say, well, this guy doesn't do this. But when your team is winning, those same things that that guy was doing are all great things because they lead to your team winning. Right. And I think that's, that is what he'll be good with, with the Celtics in terms of defensively being able to guard multiple positions. If they want to switch, he keeps guards in front of them. Uh, on the offensive end, sets good screens, rolls. If he can get back to knocking down that floater, don't worry about shooting that three ball at this juncture. Um, but but he's, he's, a, he's a winning basketball player, and he's, a, he's one of these younger guys in terms of years in the league, but a seasoned guy in terms of age. Mm-hmm. And because he's a family guy, he, those roots that he had, then he's a lot, he's a lot more settled. Uh, so for teams like the Celtics, great pickup for the Celtics and a great place for him to continue to help a team win. Uh, David Roddy uh, traded to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I mean, not good for him. I, I would, I would think. I mean, you're going to a pretty good situation, and if you get an opportunity, hopefully he can take advantage of it. Well, yeah, and, and it'll be around guys that 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 promote winning, that promote bettering yourself as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think he'll he'll bring a level of physicality to their team that they'll need. Um, you know, it just. You always, you always like to have those guys, number one, who are willing to learn, but whoever who are also willing to put their body on the line for their team. And, and we saw him be able to do a better job of driving to the basket when he's when he's playing at his tempo, not getting too fast, not over-dribbling. Uh, then he's a valuable player. And, and so he, I think it, it, he goes to a, a situation where, again, you're not going to be asked to do more than what you can do. You don't have to do a lot. Do the little things, help them win games, uh, and he, he can have a he can have a sustained career. Uh, who uh, who did well at the trade deadline? I think I think New York. Of course, everybody talk about New York because they got some veteran guys, guys that can can make shots from the perimeter. Um, they 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 didn't. The one thing I, that they didn't do, uh, they didn't get any bigger uh, in terms of up front, and I. I I don't know Mitchell Robinson's situation if he if he's supposed to come back when he's supposed to come back. Hartenstein has been extremely well, uh, but but the bigger get for them was you know the combination of Bogdanovich, Alec Burks, but combine that with OG Ananobi, that that gives them at least that wing size and they like to size down at times. Josh Hart plays bigger than than what his size is, but but I thought they did well with with getting some added scoring veteran guys that have been there. Guys who play Bogdanovich is not a great defender, but Birch can can be a two-way player. Um, they were good. I thought Dallas did a good job also with, with being able to get Gafford uh, with his size. P.J. Washington can play at the four. I think he'll be an upgrade. 
uh, from Grant Williams, who they moved on to Charlotte. Um, uh, and, and so this, uh, people talk about Milwaukee, who I continue to root against. So happy that they're in the losing streak. We're getting Patrick Dude, Beverly. they are one in five since, since they made the coaching change. Right, yeah, but the problem was Adrian Griffin, I know. And they're one in five. So I, 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 will, cont- I will continue to root because I, I just don't I, don't, I don't like what they did to Adrian uh, in terms of, of it, there's no, no front office all of a sudden comes up with the fact that you got to get rid of a coach when you're the second best team in the association. And so that, that hey. came from somewhere else. And, and um, I don't know who else made, I mean, 76 we got Buddy Hill. That'll help them. But it, their, their entire season still hinges on Joel. Joel Embiid, how he comes back from the surgery, when he comes back. Oh, you mentioned on the show last night, uh, Minnesota. Oh, I was going to say, Minnesota. I thought Minnesota did great. We get Monte Morris. They needed another point guard. Because after if Mike Conley ha- does go down, if Mike Conley, when he comes off of the floor, uh, they, were, they were doing point guard by committee. Mm-hmm. And, and so to get somebody like Monte Morris, who's been a winner, and a guy who you would think feels like the weight of the world has to be lifted off his shoulders by getting out of Detroit. I think that he'll he'll be a guy who will be reinvigorated for them, and they and they just they just need guys who mentally can be engaged every game, and, and to be able to help them get over these humps of being able to beat the the teams that are under 500. They've kind of fallen back into this lull of losing to under 500 teams, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's you always want to have veteran presence around a team, especially when you think you have the chance to win. Um, which they do, and the other team I thought made it, it all the hinges on, on health as, as it has been for this guy for the last couple seasons. Oklahoma City uh, with Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Yeah. Like, if Gordon Hayward can just be available to be on the court, then with the way that Shea Gildress is playing, with the way that uh, want the Williams, the Santa Clara Jalen Williams, the way that he has been able to grow, Dort's playing better. Uh, the only the other only thing they're they're very similar to uh who's the first team we talked about? The the first thing I said needed a big. Need to get a little bit bigger on the interior. The Knicks. I think Oklahoma City is similar to the Knicks in that I think they still need to see if they can find another center type player. Right. I mean, Chet Holmgren is playing ex- extremely well, in a slight of frame in some way. And then after that they go they pretty much come off the bench with the Jalen Williams from Arkansas. I think he comes in the game. He he's severely undersized, and so if they can, if they can find them a, another center type player to go along with their move, then uh, I think they're extremely dangerous come playoff time. Hayward, can he play? We don't know. I mean, that's that's I think that's the gamble that they that that Oklahoma City took, and the Hornets were talking about he was. I think Steve Clifford before this. Before the trade happened, he was saying that uh, Gordon Hayward was closer to getting on the floor. He was very close to being back on the floor playing again. And so uh, if he can come back from I guess I think he had a calf injury this time. I mean, he's just had a myriad of injuries as of late. But maybe with less responsibility, right. less put on his body, less put on himself, that he can, that he can go out and help them. But they, they are a they're, – they're a good team that, that just needed a little bit more to, to solidify what they could do moving forward. Um, now that I've come to grips with the evaluation period, mm-hmm. um, I looked at the standings the other day. Timberwolves, Thunder, 
Clippers, Denver, we're all tied for the top spot in the Western Conference. I had no idea. Um, that's what happens when you're out of the running. That's when, you're right. saying, when you're in it, you're, when you're in it, you're fully invested. So, you're you're yeah, watching every I mean, day. No, I had no idea. that They had four teams that were tied at the top, which was pretty remarkable. Uh, and two of them we just talked about made moves. The other two did not. Denver does not. Uh, the Clippers do not. Um, I, I mean, I guess they don't really have to. No, I, I mean, what what was Denver going to do to get better? I yeah, mean, I, I don't mean, know. And, and who are you willing to give up out of your rotation? I mean, if it's, if it's just a marginal person to do what, get another marginal person? <laughs> you, might as well, right. you might as well keep uh, the same way this Grizzly team have been successful. They were successful because of their synergy, how tight they were, how much they knew one another, what to expect from each other. That was what that's what made them be as successful as they had been the last while you're second in the West for two years in a row. Is because a lot of that was, yes, John Morant was is absolutely sensational, but a large part of it was everybody else knew exactly who they were, what they were gonna take to win. That's what Denver. They they, they had been working to this point for the last couple of seasons. They were making the moves, doing little things here to put themselves in this position. Now it's not like, well, We'll go away from that formula. Let's, let, still a good basketball team. Still viable. Can win another championship. Why mess that up? Yeah. And then for the Clippers, uh, uh, the Clippers made their move. They got James Harden. The, that, that was their move to, to solidify what they were going to do and move forward. They got James Harden. And, and, and so they, they didn't have to do, again, it would, it would be move. Are you going to move a major piece like, to be able to say, Maybe bring somebody in and maybe it works. Or continue to roll with what you have. And when you're healthy, you got all of the pieces to be the best in the West. Yeah. Uh, we saw Cleveland, one of the hottest teams in the league. Um, they're, they're, they're good. They're a really good team. I really like Cleveland. And they have they got all the components. They got bigs. They got they wings. They got a lot they, of size. They got size across the board. They shoot the ball well from the perimeter. Uh, they have guys that can be – End of game players and Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland as he comes back. We saw Karis Levert when they they needed another score, mm-hmm. he was fine to play that role, playing that role. Uh, and then they've had they've had guys step up. Isaac Okoro shot the ball better this year. Max Struess has brought that the tenacity and, and what he learned in Miami. He's brought that to Cleveland and, and has gotten better. Uh, Dean Wade played so they, all of their others are playing exceptionally well, and they're able to get their star, stars back in terms of Garland will be back, Mobley is back. And, and so uh, they're, they're, they are a very dangerous team yeah. in the East. Uh, we saw Golden State. Uh, the only thing I'll say about Golden State is I'm not one that feels sorry for Clay. <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for somebody that has many championships and as much money he's had. That yeah, he has. no kidding. I don't feel sorry for. Listen, we all we all age. Your roles change in some way. Uh, the the thing you say for him is I kind of like watching him whine. Yes, you do. But for Golden State, he started to play a little bit better as of late. Like like, and what has made it not be as big of a deal is Jonathan Kaminga has taken such a huge step. Huge. And, and what, has made, what has made Andrew Wiggins being uh, inconsistent this year, not be as big a story, is Jonathan Kaminga's played well. With Draymond Green missing games, being a sideshow too much this year, because Jonathan Kaminga has played extremely. And 
Pedroia, whatever the lefty kid. Pedroia, I can't, I never uh, said. Pajemski. Pajemski, yeah, him. Pods. Yeah, him. His play. Uh, and so they, they've been able to mix the young guys. Uh, Steph has just been Steph. He's just, he held it down until other guys can start to find the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes superstars superstars is that in the midst of anything, you still look like a superstar and give your team a chance. Uh, we saw Boston. Are they the best team in the league? I, I don't. I, I, it's, it's hard to say that just because they are so reliant on the three-point line and they're so reliant on one-on-one play. Yeah. I, if if uh, they're – if they can, if they can do more playing together, not my turn, your turn, his turn, then then I think you can start to put them in that position. But but I mean the thing that gets them over. I mean, Porzingis going there is a great boost to them. Gives I mean he 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 can play free because it's not on his shoulders if we win or lose. They're not going to run over to his locker room after the game and ask him why aren't y'all winning? What? Eh. He'll be the third guy they go to. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to Jason Tatum. They're going to go to Jalen Brown. Maybe then they go to him. Then Drew Holiday will also be in there. Um, but, they I mean, they have the piece. I just i just would like to see them play more together, the ball move a little bit more to get them some easier shots. But but Tillman going there will help because it means Horford won't have to play the minutes. And then they're, they're another team that when you start looking and you say, yeah, the size and athleticism, we they have that across mm-hmm. the board with their team. Yeah. Uh, then we saw the Knicks. Jalen Brunson's really good. He's excellent. He's he's phenomenal. And we talked about them earlier, about yep. needing to get guys back. Um, and then uh, we saw the Bulls. Nah. They're still kind of like just, they were the first time we played them. This is nondescript. It's just. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte's next. They're terrible. I mean, Charlotte. Charlotte is, is is not a good basketball team, but similar to us in that in this way, in that they play extremely hard. They just can't win in the end. Yeah. Like they. they oh, so they, this should be a great <laughs> battle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who I wants mean, it? Well, and, and they made they made trades now. Miles Bridges has been fantastic in his last couple of games. He had forty plus in his last two games. Yeah. Uh, he continues to score well. Uh, Lamelo Ball doesn't play anymore, uh, and so it, it uh, they got. I, I watched them play the other night because I was, to get ready for our game, because I was like, well, who even plays for them anymore? Right. And, and I still don't know who plays for them. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I have no clue. So it'll be. It'll. You know, the only the only good thing is that they're going to do a my old Who's teammate. Who's their coach? Uh, Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford. That's right. Remember he came back because the. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Warriors assisted. There was the Nets old coach. The, Borrego? No, no, no. Oh. They fired Borrego. That was a wrong move. They no, the Nets old coach that was now the, at the head of the bench for the for the Warriors. Slick back here. Oh, uh, Atkinson. Yeah, Kenny Atkinson. He turned down the job. They thought he was taking the job. He turned it down the last minute. So they just had to go back and get Steve Clifford <laughs> to come back. <laughs> and Steve would be happy for them to let him go again when it when this when it's all said and done. But they're I mean, they, I, I just. I don't know. You know, I I lived in Charlotte for a long time, and I continue to kind of trying to stay in touch. With a lot of a lot of friends there, a lot of people within the organization uh, that I really like. But they they've 
they've just had they've had zero direction of where and what they're doing. Um, and so again, they're they're another one of those nondescript teams, especially when Lamelo doesn't play. Like he's their excitement. And outside of that, is just they're another NBA team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to uh, WWE SmackDown in Charlotte. Oh, that should be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to tell you about it on the show next week. Man, that's going to be a lot of fun. It, it, because it's wrestling, wrestling. I'm I believe with the dinner in Indianapolis. With the dinner in Indianapolis, we watched we watched the we watched Royal the Rumble. Yeah, the entire time. I mean, <laughs> literally, and it brought back memories for me because I haven't. I was a rec- wrestling enthusiast. And then it started becoming too many factions of wrestling. It's, it's too many different leagues. Yeah, I was and, I was a little kid when I loved wrestling. Wrestling is huge in St. Louis. Huge. Like it is here in Memphis? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, like all the big stars came through St. Louis when I was a kid. Right. And uh, and and they came every week. It was wrestling at the Chase, and uh, I, I I loved it. It was awesome. And then I stopped when it got crazy it got so national and it got so big and i was like i can't keep track well <laughs> so. you can't keep track try to keep tracking now you yeah know, no kidding you, i can't what, imagine what, what who is who is who do you, you wrestle for for this group or do you wrestle for the other one and then sometimes you're on loan to come wrestle over here i, I i'm well i'll be with two people who are big wrestling fans so, so they'll, they'll be able to tell me in. what the stories are what's happening so i'm 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 looking forward to it. I remember, I remember going to wrestling here at FedEx Forum. I went at the Pyramid one time. I I, I remember going here. I, man, I I've, I went when they were in, when we were in Cleveland. Like when I, the beginning of my career, we went a lot to WW. We went to a lot. It was WWF. Yeah. At that time, um, we I, I would go to now. It's just if the Rock comes back, or if there's somebody coming back, yeah. then I'll turn it on. But if it's just a regular night of wrestling, I'm not. I'm not. And every night's a regular night of wrestling. That's what, yeah, it's, it's on unbelievable. Every, it's on every night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we'll uh, have the Pelicans, the Rockets, and the Bucks, and then it's the All Star break. Oh, we got the Bucks. We're not working that game, though. Oh, that's right. It's a TNT game. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, that would have been fun. You could have talked about how it didn't make sense. What the Bucks did. Oh, oh, and then and then after we beat them, I would have just been so elated. Oh, so elated. They'll be ready for All Star. The team team will get a chance to 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 get a W. And before we go, man, I gotta give a shout out to my nephew, Tariq Francis. He plays at NJIT. He had a big win last night over Vermont. Oh. Vermont's the number one in the American East Conference. I mean, he went out and had. 31, eight rebounds. Yeah, 31 of their 63 points. Oh, wow. That's the way to do it, Reek. <laughs> and before we go. And I watched the game during our game. That's how much our game was in, was, uh, was enjoying for me. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, we have a football game we got to pick. What's going on this weekend? We got the Super Bowls on? this weekend. Oh, get out of here. Super yeah, Bowl. Super Bowl 58. Uh-oh. Kansas, my Kansas City Chiefs. Against the San Francisco 49ers. You know I'm definitely not picking the Chiefs. I am definitely picking the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs to win the game. And uh, let's go, McCaffrey. Represent the farm, baby. For betting purposes, as a professional handicapper, uh, my advice on this game would be to bet the Chiefs. If you're going to bet the Chiefs, bet it on the money line. And 
Uh, also, the under, I think, the total. If the Chiefs are going to win, I think it'll go under the 47 and a half. But I would also put some money down on McCaffrey mm-hmm. to win the MVP. Because he could go for 100 yards, a couple touchdowns, and he'd win it if, if he does that and they win the game. So, uh, and, and it's like plus 480. So you can really make some money on McCaffrey as the MVP. So just a little free betting advice for you. Listen, I, I do not uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I, am, I am not a proponent of betting in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I know that it is today's society, but uh, I just think the 49ers are going to win. <laughs> go Niners. I might go get me a Niners gear. I mean, is it Rosers or Niners fan? Rosers and Niners yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm on Rosers bandwagon. Yeah. Let's just see if you got a ticket for me. Well, I'm going with my Chiefs. They're going to win. And uh can't wait. Go Chiefs. Chiefs I, so, I so can't wait to see all you freaking Taylor Swift people just sad because they lose. All this 13 stuff that's going around. Well, for crying out loud. I'm rooting so hard against them. I Let's know. go Niners. There's so many people who just are so angry about Taylor Swift. Jeez. She's a sweetheart. Going to see your boyfriend play football. Guess what? There's a whole bunch of other sweethearts going to see their boyfriend and husband play football <laughs> in that game. You know, talk about them. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us here on this edition of Night Court. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow on Twitter as well. It's uh, at the Fish Nation, at Brevin Knight 22. And at Night Court 22 is where you can follow both Brevin and I and the show. Uh, for BK, I'm Fish. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week on Night Court. Peace. But one other thing. For you people in Boston, X going to give it to you. He going to give it to you. And you guys in Phoenix, Big Body Roddy will be in the building.